0: everybody happy? Ooh, ain't God good? I got good news this morning. Jesus is in the building. Amen. Listen, and, and when it's all about him, when it's all about the presence, it doesn't really matter what room you meet in. Amen. As long as you're in the room that he's in. Hallelujah. Man, God's so good. Hey, listen, and because, because Jesus is here, because he's in the room, no one leaves the same way they came. Do you understand that God is a God of action? He's in the life-changing business. You didn't show up for nothing this morning. So just go ahead and raise the level of your anticipation this morning. All right, go ahead and raise it up. Just get ready. Just get eager. Sit on the edge of your seat because Jesus is coming to you. Amen? He's ready to meet us where we are this morning. I'm excited to share my heart. And the truth of God's word this morning, but uh, but before I do, before we kind of get into uh, the message, I, I want to say this and, and give a big thanks to this church family. And this was sort of leeway into the message. But yesterday, we had our arise Birmingham Thanksgiving outreach. I can I can barely think about it without crying. But but yesterday, man, we took Thanksgiving meals. And the good news of Jesus to 80 families in our community. Yeah! And it was so awesome. And yesterday after it was over, I kept getting text messages and phone calls from just testimonies. Pictures of people bringing the meals and meeting people where they are and laying hands with people. And people encountering Jesus. That is the point. Jesus is the reason for every season. Amen? And so listen, if you, if you haven't shared the testimony with me, come tell me about your time going out. And listen, if you're here this morning, you're like, man, I didn't get to be a part of the Thanksgiving at- Outreach. Yes, you were. You were part of it. Listen, when one person does something in the family, we all do it together. This is not an individual effort. This is about the kingdom of God, a kingdom family going forth. Amen? Thank you for sowing in. The families, thank you for sponsoring boxes. Thank you for delivering boxes. Thank you for praying. It was awesome. And, and that's uh, kind of what I want to talk about and share this morning. It, all, you'll all be really surprised. I, I, I want to talk about just how plentiful the harvest field is. Going in, man, to the harvest field as a worker to bring the good news of Jesus. Now, listen, I know it's Thanksgiving week. This 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 would be, you know, it would make the most sense for me to bring you a nice Thanksgiving message this morning, right? But see, one of the things I believe with all my heart is the one of the greatest ways that we can thank God for who he is and what he's done is to go and share him with the rest of the world. Amen. In John 3 16, it says that God so loved us that he gave his son Jesus. He gave us the gift of His Son. And I think the greatest way that we can thank Him for that gift is to partner with Him to share that gift with the rest of the world. Are you with me? See, Jesus is the gift that keeps giving. God never intended for us to keep Jesus and and just keep Him to ourselves. He intended for us to unwrap Him and share Him with the world. He's the gift that keeps giving. And I think the greatest way that you and I can live a life of thanksgiving is to go and give him away. Amen? And the reason we go and give Jesus away is because the harvest is so plentiful, church. The the crop is so ripe. People are so hungry. And I don't say that just because I'm supposed to or just because we're having this sort of harvest message. I'm seeing this and experiencing this on a daily basis everywhere I go with people. The harvest is as plentiful as it ever has been. It's as plentiful as it ever will be. And it's not because it hasn't always been. I I believe that because what I'm seeing, because of what's happened over the past few years, y'all, we're living in such a pivotal moment in the kingdom of God in history. Because of all that's happened over the past few years and even on into this year, man, the result is that people are hurting. People are in need. Man, people... People are tired of being tired. People are tired of being afraid. People are tired of not, of just, of just like not having any peace. People are looking for hope, they're looking for Jesus. So, so people, they're afraid of what's going to happen tomorrow. And what you and I get to do, we get to come in and say, listen, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow either. But I know who holds tomorrow. It's the Father God. And He loves you. And He's not a religion. He's a relationship. And He'll meet you right where you are no matter what's going on. He has a plan for your life. How can I pray for you? Boom. We get to step in and let people know, man, there's such good news inside of a world of bad news. But y'all, the, the, the harvest field is so plentiful. People are hurting, people are in need. And I've discovered this too. People are more open and vulnerable to the gospel of Jesus than I've ever seen before in my life. See, see everything that's happened over the past few years, the, the, the devil hadn't learned. See, he has no idea what he's doing. See, you hate to keep hashing these things up, but we've had this COVID-19 virus that led to these lockdowns and shutdowns and then you've got this you know, they, this mask mandate and the enemy's trying to keep people from, from an intimacy and relationship and then you've got job loss and people are hurting in need of jobs and we've had this race thing, white, black thing that I'll never be able to wrap my brain around in the past couple of years. We've had this gender confusion that's straight from the enemy we got the economy and the state that it's in. But all of that, church, I came with good news. All of that results in a harvest that is so full of people that are ripe, that are hungry, that are looking for a Savior. It's Jesus. Look at me, church. Jesus Christ is the answer. It's Him. They're looking for it. And we get to make it easy for Him to find by the way that we live our life. And our willingness to share the good news with everyone else around us. It's plentiful, man. The devil hasn't learned. Hey, church, I, I'm going to encourage you. Man, it might look like from time to time that the devil is winning. You look over the past few years, and like, man, this, this is crazy. It might appear to look like the devil is winning, but he never will because Jesus has already won. Are you happy this morning? The victory has already been won. In John 19:30. Jesus is hanging on the cross, and right before he takes his last breath, And gives up his life so that we could have one. He declares this. It is finished. Woo! In other words, what he is saying is that I have won. It is over. It might look like the enemy is winning from time to time. But he never will because Jesus has already won the victory. And his victory gets to be our victory. Amen. Oh my goodness. Look, I want to make sure you understand something. God will have His way on this earth one way or another. There ain't nothing you or me or anybody can do about it. He will prevail. He will have His way. His kingdom will be the only one left standing. The angel visits Mary and says, Mary, you're going to give birth to a son named Jesus. And upon His shoulders will be the government of God, will be the kingdom of God. See, the God's kingdom is the only one that's going to be left standing because it has a firm foundation. It's on the shoulders of Jesus, and Jesus declares, it's done. I have won the victory. Church, God will have his way on this earth. There's nothing that the enemy or anyone else can do about it. You and I do not get to choose whether or not God wins. We choose whether or not we're going to be on his team. I'm here to encourage you, we choose whether, and when you choose God's team, you have chose the winning team. God's freight train is moving, it's coming, and you can either choose to get on it, or you'll get run over by it. I'm not trying to be harsh this morning, I'm here to tell you and encourage you, the victory has already been won. Did you know that God is always ten steps ahead of the devil? Whatever the enemy is cooking up, God has already prepped, he's prepared, he's cooked, he's served, and we're eating. Woo! He has no idea. He has not learned. You remember when Jesus stepped on the serpent with his heel? You remember that? You see, the enemy used to, his name used to be Lucifer, and he was full of wisdom, living in the kingdom with God. And then he got a little too wise and wanted to become God, and God kicked him out. And Jesus took his heel. Stomped. It's like when that moment that that happened, he received some sort of brain damage. When Jesus stomped on the serpent, man, he, he became disoriented. It's like he knows he's been defeated, but he just hasn't been willing to accept it. So he keeps trying and pushing, and the harder he tries, and the more he pushes, the more plentiful the harvest becomes. Church, look at me, man. Right now, people are saying it's so dark out there, but the Bible says, hey, listen, man, arise, shine, for the light has come. Yeah, there's some dark stuff happening, but Isaiah 60 says, hey, won't you arise and shine for the light of Jesus has come? And if he lives inside of you, you are the light of the world. And everywhere you go, you get to be shiny bright. And everywhere there is light, there can be no darkness. Are you with me? We're so focused. What was the enemy doing? This darkness, man, focus on the one who lives in you. Our biggest influence is not what's happening around us. It's the one who lives inside of us. We are are the light, the hope, the love, the goodness, the glory. We carry this with us everywhere we go. Are you happy this morning? Yes. When all hell breaks loose, it's the greatest opportunity for all of heaven to invade. I'm here to encourage you this morning. Jesus has won the victory. Jesus is who everyone is longing for and looking for. There's a Jesus-shaped hole inside of every person's life. I saw it yesterday, man. I see it every day. People are hurting and need and hungry more than ever. There's a scripture, Romans. I'm going to try to, I want to share some testimony this morning too. <laughs> I hope we get there. In Romans chapter 8 verse 19. You ever had those scriptures where like you know it kind of frontwards and backwards. Not only do you know it, but it knows you. And you've been, uh, the past few years, I've been applying the Scripture to my life and walking it out. And then all of a sudden, you read it one day, and it's like the first time you've ever read it before. This happened to me with Romans eight nineteen a couple of months ago. And the Holy Spirit just began to take it to a new level. As I've been thinking about the harvest field and just been thinking about just precious people's lives that are looking for Jesus. And it says this, Romans eight nineteen it says the whole world... All of the earth is waiting in eager expectation for the sons and daughters of God to manifest who He is. So uh, watch. It says the whole world is waiting. No one gets left out of this thing. For God so loved the world. The blood of Jesus excludes no one, y'all. Do you understand Like that, that person that you don't get along with? Man, for God so loved them. That family member that seems like they have the hardest heart and the, the, the hardest to have a conversation with. I mean, Jesus paid a price for them. And one of the things that I've discovered is that the people that seem the hardest and the further away, furthest away from Jesus and don't want anything to do with them, those are the people that are waiting the most on you and I to come up and strike up a conversation about their life in Jesus. I'm serious, y'all. The whole world, no one gets left out, is waiting in eager expectation, which means they're sitting, the world is sitting on the edge of their seat on pins and needles, waiting on what? On sons and daughters to reveal who God is. Notice, it doesn't say that the whole world is waiting on a bunch of Christians to go lay hands on them and pray for them. Even though that's what we love to do, and I do it all the time every day, What this scripture is saying, man, the the world is waiting on sons and daughters that are truly in love with Jesus. See, the, the byproduct of being in love with Jesus is the miraculous, is us going and laying hands. See, the whole world, this is what the Holy Spirit's been showing me, they're looking for something that's real. They're not looking for a quick fix. They're looking for an encounter that would change their life forever. They're not looking for a religious experience. They're looking for a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what the scriptures say. They're waiting on sons and daughters that are truly in love with Jesus and have fully surrendered their life to the Father so that we don't just go up to them and show them what God can do. We reveal who He is by the way that we live so that they can have what we have. Are you with me, church? This is what the world's longing for, something real, something big, or something powerful. Jesus. You know, the devil... The devil could care less if you're a Christian, call yourself a Christian, go to church on Sunday morning, worship throughout the week, as long as your life looks no different than anyone else's. The devil could care less. Go to church all you want, worship, riding, driving down the road, as long as you don't go let your light shine, as long as you live just like everyone else, you're no different. He's got you right where he wants you. You're no good for you, and you're certainly no good for anyone else around you. The devil doesn't want you to to discover just what Jesus paid for you to have and who he made you to be. Are you with me? Like as long as you and I just, as long as we have, we just grumble and complain just like everyone else does. As long as we have the same bad attitude that the rest of the world has. As long as we pick and choose who we love and who we show kindness to. As long as you and I just li- choose to live an offended life we're always upset with people, as long as you and I are no different than the rest of the world, you're no good for you or anybody else, he's got you right where he wants you, inside of a lukewarm boat, just blending in with the rest of the world. But see, Jesus paid a price for us to be different. He paid a price for us to not have any kind of life, but an abundant life. For us not to grumble and complain, but to be thankful in all things. Right? For us to not have the same attitude as the rest of the world, but to have the attitude of Jesus, seeing Him in everything we do and everywhere we go. For us not to pick and choose who we love and show kindness to, but for us to become love everywhere we go, so that people can see not us, but Him in us. So that we can live an unoffended life, because people don't know what they don't know. They don't know who they are yet, but we do. We can afford it. We live unoffended meeting people where they are, and that plays a role in loving them towards the heart of the Father. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or does. We know who we are and what God says. Are you with me? This is what Jesus paid a price. If you and I live in the same mess of everyone else, what good are you for them? Jesus paid a price for us to be different, to be a light. To be a city on a hill for people to encounter Him in us and through us everywhere we go. And the enemy could care less as long as you just blend in with everyone else. And what's so amazing is that the byproduct, the byproduct of us being fully in love with Jesus and surrendering to the Father is not only people seeing Him in us, right, but we can't keep quiet about who He is. Listen, to love Jesus is to love others, and love always looks like something. When you're fully, truly in love with Jesus, you're fully surrendered to the Father, and you're going after the heart of Jesus, not only will people see Him in you, you won't be able to be quiet about who He is. Everywhere you go, He'll just start bubbling up out of you. You won't be able to help it. Everywhere you go, you'll tell people that Jesus loves them and ask people if you can pray for Him. He'll just come out of you. That's what, that's all evangelism is. It's not what you do. It's a, the overflow of who we are as sons and daughters in a harvest field full of people that are waiting in eager expectation for us to step out, for us to go. It, The whole world is waiting for sons and daughters, which also says that God's chosen us to be the ones that manifest Him. He's chosen us to be a part of this. You and I have a role to play in the kingdom of God. Like, like your created purpose for being alive is to know Jesus, but to also make Him known. To know Him and to make Him known. John 17, 3, it says our purpose is to know Jesus. But the one that we know says go. Mark 16, 15, Jesus says go and preach the good news. So we get to know Him and it doesn't stop there. We also get to make Him known everywhere we go. It's your full purpose for being alive. And what's so amazing is that when you begin to make him known and people begin to encounter Jesus through your life, it will change your life. The full measure of our relationship with Jesus is not to just know him, but to also make him known. To know him is to make him known. To be in love with him is to be in love with what he's in love with, and he's in love with people. They go hand in hand. You don't have one without the other. The one we know says go. And when people begin to encounter Christ in your life, man, it's the most fulfilling, satisfying thing that you'll ever experience. It's the greatest reward in your life. And it's actually the only reward that you'll get to take with you in the kingdom of God that's that's gonna be left standing, the only one that's gonna be left standing. Are you with me this morning, church? So so look, watch. It's amazing. Like, as we make him known, It affirms our purpose and reminds us that you were created for more than just you. You were created to partner with God to build something so powerful and special on the earth, and it's his kingdom. We are kingdom builders. That's who we are. It's our purpose for being alive. Are you with me? The harvest is so plentiful right now, and we get to go out and build something so special we uh, caroline and i and boys we we got to go to disney world uh a a couple weeks ago no just last week yeah it was amazing y'all the boys caroline's parents it was a gift for christmas and the boys we took the boy and, and they didn't i don't think that they even knew what was about to happen and we're trying to show them videos hey this is where we're going man and we're going to Disney World. And then some of you, I, I, there's this lot going on out there. It's like, hey, man, don't go to Disney World. That place is woke. Well, if everybody decides not to go to Disney World, who's going to go and be a light? Who's going to go and shine, man? Somebody's got to go and be a light and shine so they can be awakened. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are or where you go. We're supposed to be a light, man. We, we were sitting at, at the, we were eating Breakfast at a place, and our waitress, I just saw the joy of the Lord in her life. And she was taking orders, and just all, and we, we were done eating. And I told Caroline, I was just, I said, I gotta go back. I got this vision, this picture for her at Disney. This is awesome. And so I, I go back. And Caroline goes, says, Go. And I go back, and I'm standing there, and she's gone. And somebody walks by and says, Hey, what do you need? I said, I want to talk to our waitress. And he goes, oh, I'll go, he looked kind of worried. He goes, oh, oh, I'll go get her. Is everything okay? I said, everything's great, man. I said, Jesus loves you. And he looked at me and he went. Because <laughs> we're at Disney. You go to Disney to ride rides. And we rode rides, but there's nothing more important than sharing the love of Jesus. And so the the waitress comes back. And I go, hey, I just want you to know how much God loves you. Thank you for serving us. You're so amazing. I said, can I share this vision with you? And she goes, sure. And I begin to share this picture over her life. And she closes her eyes. And she puts her hand over her heart. And she just kind of sinks back. And she begins to tear up. And and I, I said, God loves you so much. I said, what's going on right now? She goes, that very picture that you just shared with me, I was praying that this morning before I came into work. And I said, it's so true. And, and I just began to speak life over And she goes, can I give you a hug? I said, yes. She goes, this is the greatest day of my life. And I said, oh, every day gets to be the greatest day of your life because Jesus is your life. And you carry him with you everywhere you go. And I'm just speaking life. And and it's just, y'all, I, I share that because the harvest is plentiful, man. People are hungry. See, see, that's that kind of stuff, that's the greatest ride to me. Watching my boys ride, that was amazing too. But there's nothing greater than that. People encountering Jesus. And my favorite is we're, we're heading down the hall of our hotel room. And, the, you know, the maid carts, I, they, they were, one time there was four of them lined up fixing rooms. I said, oh, this is awesome. I stopped at every one of them. Hey, do you know how much Jesus loves you? Thank you for cleaning uh, this room and and having a clean bed. You're so amazing. Thank you so much. And they don't know what to do with it. (laughs) Because we're at Disney. Why are you not riding rides? Because this is the greatest, man. We're going to go ride rides too. Our boys had a blast. My whole point is it doesn't matter where you go, where you land, gas station, grocery store, Disney World. It's all his world. And we get to be a light in it. Man, the harvest is plentiful. Man, uh, the first Wednesday of this month, you know, we go out and we share, you know, we take uh, food uh, to families and people. and, And we've been inviting people to come to our food pantry and so the first wednesday the idea is for people to know that they could come to our church here to rise and pick up groceries but until everybody knows that they can do that we got to go and get the word out let them know we have a food pantry and so we go out this latino store and and Z and michael there and they're interpreting and uh well they're they're sharing the gospel too if i'm praying for somebody they're interpreting and it's just so fun and so awesome. And this lady pulls up, and she gets out of her car, and we uh, pray for her. And she says, I, I have this prayer request. I, I need, you know, our, our home right now is it's just it's full of mold. We're looking for a new place to live. And my son has asthma. And, and the mold is affecting his lungs, I and mean, we just lay hands on the boy. And we just begin to pray, just releasing the healing power of Jesus, man. You know that we get to release the healing power of Jesus. The same power that rested on Jesus is the same power that lives inside of us through the Holy Spirit. And so we're just praying. And as we're praying, as we're wrapping up, I look, the, her pass, the passenger is, ends up being her brother. And I said, who is that guy? And she goes, oh, it's my brother. And John's and Michael are interpreting. I said, man, uh, ask him if he wants prayer. And so they asked him if he wants prayer. And he opens his door and runs around. <laughs> he, he was he was He was waiting. I was waiting somebody just asked him do you need prayer and he runs around and I said anything going on in your life that you need prayer for Jesus loves you so much and he's standing there and uh, and, and and he goes I don't really know just anything and I just feel that I said hey man do you know Jesus has there ever been a time in your life when you've invited Jesus in your heart because he doesn't just want to be a religion he wants a relationship with you and he goes no I said, Do you want to invite him in your life right now? And he goes, Yes. That was it. That was it. I, I hadn't shared the gospel. We hadn't prayed for him yet. Hey, do you know Jesus? No. Hey, would you like to know him right now? Yes. All I did was ask, church. You know why? Because the heart people are tired of being tired. They're hurting, they're in need, they're vulnerable, they're open. The devil hasn't learned. There's a harvest field right now that is ripe as it ever will be. And right there, man, John Z actually prayed, shared the gospel with him, and led him to Jesus. Right there, he gave his life to Jesus, and we celebrated. It was awesome, man. I share that, man, because the harvest, man, is plentiful, man. That I, I, a couple uh, weeks ago, I was, in, I can't remember if it's a street ministry or not. It was either street ministry or I was just at Walmart. And <clears throat> I think it was a street ministry. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what? <clears throat> I can't remember. But I, I'm praying for this lady. Uh, she's <clears throat> putting groceries in her car, and I just run up to her. I said, let me help you. And she goes, oh, thank you. And I says, anything I can pray for you about, Jesus loves you. And she goes, yes, and I'm praying for her. But as I'm praying, this it's okay. This legal do this. I have one eye open. And I, was just, <laughs> I was just looking at people around me, and I noticed this guy saw us praying. He had gotten out of his truck, and he was standing here kind of like this, watching us because the. Because the harvest is plentiful. He's just standing there, like watching. And so I got through praying with this lady. It was an awesome time. And I turned around and looked at me. He looked at me and he goes, <laughs> And I, I walk over. Hey, let, 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 me, let me share this too. It, it doesn't, when you ask someone if they want to get saved, they don't always just say yes. Okay, it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes you have not because you ask not sometimes it's as simple as do you know Jesus do you need prayer because the harvest is ripe and so I, I, I run over to this man and I said hey you, you saw us pray he goes yes he spoke pretty good English and he, he goes yes and I said how can I pray for you he said I am in pain from the top of my neck all the way down to my feet he said I hurt, I, I hurt my back really bad um i I think it was several years ago and he said i'm always in pain and i just looked at him and i said we're gonna pray right now and all your pain is gonna leave jesus is gonna touch your body right here and he's he smiled he goes okay okay And, and i'm thinking to myself i was like come on jesus This is you right here, right? Listen, this, but, but, but at the same time, this is the faith that we get to have. I shared this yesterday before we went out. We believe, see, see, most everybody believes that, that Jesus is able. God can, but the faith that we get to have is that Jesus is willing. God not only can, he will, because it's already been done, y'all. Do you understand? Look, this is so huge. Do you understand that Jesus has already paid the price for your healing? In one sense, you're already healed. It just might have manifested yet in the physical. So we're partnering with him to lay hands on the sick to see what he's already paid for come into fruition. Are you with me? And that's why I tell people, if you will let me pray for you, there's nothing special about me. But there's something really special about the one who lives in me. He's paid a price for your healing. And the Holy Spirit's going to meet your body right where you are right now and deliver what he paid for by his power. Amen. That was loud. And so I just begin to pray over his neck and over his back and his feet. And he's just kind of moving around. He's, he's in it. You know, he was already a believer. He was already a believer. and he's in it and he's receiving it and all of a sudden I said how do things feel and he goes he goes my neck no pain he goes my back no pain he goes my knees better he goes my feet a little better I said let's go after the knees and the feet And so I I just get on my knees and I just begin to pray. And by the time we were done, he was moving around. He goes, you have no idea how much better I feel. The presence of God is on my life. And I I just begin to celebrate. I begin to just, just worship Jesus. I said, you know that that is Jesus Christ. I said, and I, he paid a price for you to live in perfect health. No matter what happened or what kind of accident it was, he has won the victory over it. Y'all, isn't that amazing? My whole point, yes, the miracle is awesome, but my point was that this guy was like, hey, because the harvest is plentiful. I'm going to do one more testimony uh, kind of quick. There was... Uh, uh, it was one Sunday. we had Do you remember the Sunday where we had kind of the children's Sunday? And uh, Jeremy brought this uh, powerful word for the kids. And then afterwards, we had uh, a, um, a meal together. I oh, was it barbecue or something? We had a meal together. And so after the meal was over, there was a few people still lingering. And I looked over on the basketball court. And these three guys walked up to, to play ball. Y'all, the harvest field is so ripe, man. And Jesus says, pray that God would send out workers into the field. See, that basketball court was a harvest field. See, everywhere that you and I go, we step into a harvest field. We step into an opportunity to partner with God. And you don't have to go far. Brittany was just sharing with me this morning. She was like, we were delivering boxes. She goes, man, that's just... I mean, there's just downtown Birmingham. Just people are are in such need. And she goes, Eddie and I are just reminded all the time. Yes, if there's a calling on your life to go overseas and do things like that, that's awesome. But you don't have to go out on the mission field to realize that everywhere you go is a mission field. Everywhere you go, when there's a person, there's an opportunity. These three guys walk up basketball court and I know I, I noticed one of them i would met one of them before because he comes from time to time to shoot basketball and I've met him before really quickly I'm Wes you know and, and uh, I'm so glad you're here and they, they asked he asked me can I come up and shoot ball every once in a while I said that our goal is your goal you come and shoot anytime you want man and so I walk up and they all three kind of look at me like is this okay for us to do what we're doing and I said Absolutely. See, they're they're all in the 10th grade. They go to Shades Valley High School and they're getting ready to try out for their basketball team. So they wanted to get some work in, right? And so I was like, yes, you can. And so I'm standing there and I'm like, hey, when you get through shooting or whatever your you know kind of workout you want to do, you want to go two on two. I'd love to play. I'd love to play basketball. And they go, oh yeah, we 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 don't need to, to, to get any work in. You let's just play two on two. I said, oh, cool, and, and it was a moment. I noticed it, I saw it. I, listen, I played basketball my, all, my whole life. I see this a lot. they are three looking at one another like, which one of us is going to take him? <laughs> Who's going to get the guy with the skinny jeans that comes up all happy? <laughs> so glad y'all are here. Can I hoop with you, right? I see, I've seen it. I, I just, I'm telling you. When we had that ministry in Woodlong, like on Thursday nights, I'm telling you, the first couple of times, man, everybody in the gym was like, "Who gonna get that guy?" So, so I, I already said, so one of the so guys said, "Okay, you be on my team." I said, "Okay, cool." Their names are Julian, Juan, and Kaya, and so I, I I'm, I'm on, I'm on, uh, Juan's team. And so I ball first, and so I already had in my mind, I said, "Hey, if he, when he passes me the ball, I'm just gonna go and show him." So that they're not nervous anymore. So that my teammate, you know, is not nervous. He passes me the ball. I do one move, come to the middle, come up, knock it down. And my teammate goes, ho! And he points to his friends. He goes, oh, y'all done for. And there it was. Man, we rolling, man. We shooting, we are hooping. And the whole time, like, I'm just encouraging, man. I'm like speaking like, hey man, you missed it, don't worry about it, keep shooting, keep shooting. Oh man, you got some good handles. I'm just encouraging, man, having the best time, and after it's over. We huddle up, and, and, and I say, guys, come over here, man. I said I got to go, but listen, do you know how much God loves you? And they go, well, yeah, yeah. I said, anything that I can pray for you about. And they begin to open up. You know, I built a little bit of that relationship. I, he, you know, he can, hoop. we'll listen to what he says. And they begin to, to uh, man, my grandmother just passed away, man, I'm going through this at school. And one of them's like, man, I want to make the basketball team. I'm like, man, come on, let's pray for it. Jesus loves you, and he loves to answer our prayers. And he's really, really real. He's not distant. He's close. He's a relationship. And I began to pray over them and just speak life over, life over them. And they got done. And they kind of looked at me and smiled. They goes, man, thank you. And then I said, do you know Jesus? And they looked at me kind of like, I don't know, Maybe. And so I did. I I do this a lot. I I, I do a scale from one to ten. I said, uh, "Let's do from one to ten. Ten being that you have a relationship with God and you know that you have a home in heaven one day. And and zero being you don't. Because the reality is, is that one day something's going to happen to you. The book of James chapter four says that our life is but a vapor. It appears for just a little while and then it's gone." And then it goes on to say, it says, we're not promised tomorrow. I said, if something were to happen to you, and one day it actually will, our bodies will be buried, but our spirit gets to be alive in Christ. When that happens, when something happens to you, are you a 10? Do you have a relationship with God? Do you know you have a home in heaven, or is it a zero? Where are you on that scale? And one said of six, one said of seven, and one said, now nah, I think it's a 10, but but not, I'm not real sure, you know? It's awesome. Y'all, I don't ask that question to scare anybody into a relationship with Jesus. It's the loving goodness and kindness of God that leads people to Him. I share that so I can find out where they are with God in hopes of sharing the true gospel of God's grace so that they can have a relationship with Him. Are you with me? Well, Wes, you're trying to scare people. No, 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 no. I want to share my heart. I want to see where they're at. Because a lot of people that you talk to know God, but there are six or seven on the scale, and they don't realize just how amazing and how powerful God's grace is. I talked to a kid yesterday, Caroline and I were at their house. His name was Gabriel, and I prayed for him. And, and I said, man, do you know Jesus? He said, man, I've asked him in my life a bunch of times. But, you know, and I, lo- I got to look at him and say, oh, man, the first time you did it, he hasn't left you, bro. And though he just, his whole countenance changed. And I've been beginning to share about God's grace with him. But all of them, I said, why are you six? Why are you seven? Why do you think you're a 10? It's all because I'm not perfect and I make mistakes. And, and I go, I got the greatest news in the world. You can, we can leave this moment right here. And you can know that you know that you know you have a relationship with God and a home in heaven. And Julian goes, you, he goes, man, that would be great. I said, you no, want to do that? And I just shared the simple gospel with him. Man. It's not about what you do. It's about what Jesus did for you. It's nothing you have have to achieve. He is the gift that you get to receive. You are saved by God's grace. I quoted some scripture, and right there, man, I said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we all held hands, and they prayed to receive Jesus right on the basketball court. Isn't that awesome, man? Oh, my gosh. And Caroline pulls up, and I said, this is my wife. I said, hey, tell tell Caroline what y'all just did. And they all said, man, we just got saved. Y'all, it, the, it, it doesn't matter where you are, where you go, what's going on, you're in a harvest field, man. There's an opportunity to be a light. Man, I was, it was a couple of months ago, right after that had happened, <laughs> I'm sitting at in my, 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 my desk at, in the food pantry room. And I'm worshiping, spending time with God, and I begin to think about the Thanksgiving outreach. And I began to think about the three schools that we were partnering with and the Holy Spirit came over me. I mean, He like came over me at my desk. And He said, Wes, you remember Juwan, Julian, and Kai? And I said, yes. And And He just said, they go to Shades Valley High School. I want you to get up from your desk. I want you to go to Shades Valley High School. I want you to invite them to be a part of the Thanksgiving outreach and build a relationship. And, I, and, and literally the Holy Spirit had come over me in, in such a way that I literally, I, I stood up out of my desk and I began to walk because I knew I was supposed to go to Shades Valley I didn't have a connection I didn't know anybody, I don't have anything planned, I just had the Holy Spirit say, go and invite them to be a part of it on my way out I see Eddie and Sarah they don't know that I don't have, I just went up to them and said hey, I'm going to Shades Valley to meet with a counselor I got no meeting with a counselor planned I know nobody. I said, Eddie and Sarah, can you just lay hands on me really quick and just pray? Do y'all remember that? You remember doing that? You remember doing that, Eddie? I had zero plan. I just told y'all I'm going to meet Shades Valley and invite me to be a part of Thanksgiving outreach. And Eddie and Sarah just begin to pray over me. And I just get up. And you know, Shades Valley High School is two minutes from here. It's like right down the road. And I put in the GPS. I was like, oh, it's just like right here. Like, you don't have to go far. The harvest is plentiful. And so I, I go, I pull up to Shakespeare High School, and, and, you know, I walk up. There's, like, front doors, and then there's, like, a hallway kind of foyer, and then more front doors, and then the desk. And I'm, like, I don't have the code, and nobody is in sight, and I walk up the door, and it's, like, oh, man, you know. And I just I stand there for five whole minutes, and I just looking. And I said, man, it's just not, not going to work out, but, but it's okay because I was obedient. And all of a sudden, this lady walks out the side door there. And as she walks out, I step over <laughs> and grab the door. And she keeps walking. I don't even know if she saw me. And I walk in the little foyer, and I'm thinking, now, these, these doors are going to be locked. And I pulled, and it was, they were open. And now I'm getting nervous because I'm like, I'm about to get in trouble. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not kidding. I promise in my back pocket I had my Rise Birmingham ordained minister, Wes Springer card ready. I, I'm serious. I was ready to go, I'm an ordained minister. I'm not kidding. And so I, I walked through and the lady behind the front desk just kind of tilts her head and said, can I help you, sir? And I said, yes, ma'am. I, I said, man, my name is Wes. I'm from a church up the road. I don't know anybody here. But a couple of weeks ago, three of your students, Kaya Ju- I'm like this just bubbled up out of me Kaya, Juan, and Julian came to our church to shoot basketball and I went and played with them and all three of them gave their life to Jesus just like that and she goes are you for real I said yes ma'am she goes oh my god she said, Who are you? Where are you from? I said, My name's Wes. I'm an outreach pastor right up the road of the Rise Birmingham. I said, I don't know anybody. I just wanted to see if I could talk to a counselor. We have a Thanksgiving outreach coming up. Man, I, I just came on faith. And she goes, Faith is all you need in this school, baby. And she she came out from under the desk and grabbed my hand and marched me like I was in trouble to the counselor's office. And she looked at me, she goes, you come here anytime you want to, baby. <laughs> She's just marching me down. And I get, I get she kind of pushes, she goes, there he is, right there. And I meet this guy named Jared, he's one of the counselors there, and he's a believer. And I sit down, and we talk, and I just, I cry. And we talk for about 30, 45 minutes about Jesus, and about their school. And I was telling him about Arise Birmingham, and the Thanksgiving outreach, he goes, Wes, you don't know how bad. We need this. I began to build a relationship. He began to invite me to be a part of something of their school that, that's coming up that I'm going to get to be a part of. It's a little counseling thing with their with their students I'm so excited about. It's going to happen next year. But he, he goes, oh, we want to be a part of the Thanksgiving family. We have kids, families that are in need, man. And so we swapped information, and sure enough, man, a lot of the meals that we delivered yesterday were to families that are in need at Shades Valley High School. We partnered. I know you can clap. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) We we partnered with uh, four schools this year, Grantswood Community, uh, uh, Irondale Community, Irondale Middle, and uh, Shades Valley. And y'all, it was just so awesome. I share all that to tell you. That the harvest is ripe. People are ready. People are hungry. The whole world is waiting in eager expectation for sons and daughters that are truly in love with Jesus, that are fully surrendered to the Father, to go, to go, to go share Jesus, to go speak life, to go be a light, to go. Build the kingdom of God. Are you ready, church? Are you happy, church? Are you excited, church? Can we all stand up? (laughs) The devil hadn't learned. (laughs) He's disoriented. He has received some sort of brain damage. The result of everything that's taken place over the past few years. It's a plentiful harvest field of of, of people that are hurting, broken, in need, vulnerable, and open. All that's left is for you and I to go and shine the light of Jesus. I want to pray for you and just pray a prayer of commission, and then we're just going to go in and just worship, and then whatever you need this morning. And I just I always like to do this, man. Uh, There's a lot of people in this room. If there's somebody here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus yet, you've not said yes to him man don't leave without doing that don't leave without making that right come find me find jeremy melanie come find us man and just say i want to give my life to jesus and we'll help you it's really easy if you're here this morning and you're like man i just want to like i just i want to be in love with him more than i'm in love with anything else and you want to recommit your life to jesus you just want to lay it all down man we'd love to help you do that too if you're here this morning and you need just uh, just encouragement. You need somebody to speak life over your heart. You need prayer for something that's going on in your life. You need prayer for this Thanksgiving coming up. Man, you're going home. You're going to be around people, you know, and you just want to be a light. Man, come on, I'd love to pray for you this morning. If you need healing in your body, be healed in the name of Jesus. Come forward and receive prayer. Jesus is the healer. I'm going to pray for us, and then um, we'll just kind of open it up. Man, I'll be here. I'll stand here as long as I need to. And uh, you come forward, man, and, and, and let's receive prayer. God, we love you so much. <coughs> God, I thank you. I thank you for your presence, Jesus. I thank you that you're here. I thank you. Wow. That the harvest is plentiful. I thank you, God, that you have chosen us to be a part of something so amazing. Experience. It's the building of your kingdom. And so we just say yes to you this morning, Jesus. We say yes to partnering with you to be a light, to going into the world, man, to be a light, to represent you, Jesus, to be your hands and feet. And I just pray over every person in this room right now, as we go, as we step into this Thanksgiving season, yeah, that we would go with you, that we would live with an awareness of you, Holy Spirit that we would love, that we would serve, that we would pray, that we would share the gospel with people. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would move through us. We thank you that you would bring change through us. You would bring healing and you would bring salvation. I pray that signs and wonders and miracles would be the byproduct. That signs and wonders and miracles would follow us everywhere we go. Not for our glory, but for your glory God. Not for our sake so we can have a testimony, but for the sake of the people that are hurting and in need. We thank you, God, for a mighty harvest. This Thanksgiving. and we thank you God that we get to partner with you and to go and so I just pray right now that everyone in this room may just go I just release you in the name of Jesus to go and be a light to go into the harvest field to share the love and the goodness of Jesus Christ and God I pray for everybody in this room you would encounter us today in a fresh way we thank you that you were here and ready to meet with us bring healing bring salvation bring change God, we are excited to just receive right now these next few moments that you have for us. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen.